Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 2 through 7. He, as a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young women. She, as an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. With great delight I sat in his shadow, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Sustain me with raisins, refresh me with apples, for I am sick with love. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Barrett. Um, so you just read a lot of, you know, fruit images. Yes. Um, and you know, some, some steamy imagery. And so we're pressing on, you know, we're kind of like doing this, like hop, skip and a jump through song of songs. Um, so not necessarily hitting every single word, but one of the phrases and themes that we're really focusing in on is what we have here in chapter seven or sorry, in verse seven. And this is kind of a refrain through the book. Um, that you do not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Mm. Um, so this is a, you know, there, there's a lot going on here in terms of uh, like a liter- literary sense mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, theological sense. So Barrett, what, what are your thoughts on what you just read for us? Yeah, well, I I have a couple of thoughts. I, um, you know, we're we're doing Song of Solomon right now and kind of skipping through it a little bit uh, because we we have a sex and dating um, sermon series that's going on. Jason's going to preach two sermons in this in this kind of short series, but two very important sermons. I mean, it's it's a it's a a topic that is sometimes taboo in churches to talk about sex and dating. Mm-hmm. Or at best, it kind of like just hits around the peripheral of the issues, um, and so I, I mean, I do very much appreciate our church that we're trying to to speak into these issues. Sure. Um, you know, as as a a parent of a fourteen year old, you know, a thirteen year old, and 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 others uh, younger than that, I, I I do appreciate that we have a church that is attempting to speak into these things. Our student ministry recently had. A talk about about dating um, with all of our high schoolers and middle schoolers, and uh, Jordan Talley Coughlin came and spoke yeah. to them. And so I, I just I very much appreciate because you know, as, speaking uh, as one who has a fourteen year old now and who may or may not have a little boyfriend, that, oh. you know, yeah, yeah. So so that's kind of going on. And so we're we're uh, Joe Beth and I oftentimes are saying, man, we feel like we are in uncharted parental waters here yeah, you are trying to navigate and you know she's uh, uh, I don't want to go too deep into that if, <laughs> if Evangeline ever listened yeah, to this yeah. she would like kill me but she she's got a good a, a good a good little boy and it's it's great but um but yeah we're trying to we're trying to just kind of work through that and think through that and what are like God honoring ways of going about this and so when I read verse 7 which you pointed out earlier, that uh, one of the one of the focuses of of our time in Song of Solomon is that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Mm. That is a that is an interesting concept, and I would say particularly uh, in today's culture, 
because I feel like there are a lot of forces out there that are trying to stir up love or awaken certain emotions, particularly in like teenager, even preteens into the teenage years and beyond um, that are, that are working like very hard to stir up these emotions and, and uh, to awaken love Mm -hmm. uh, well before it's time. Mm -hmm. And so as, I, I mean, I guess I'll just give a word to parents here, but like, parents of of uh you know kids that are getting a little bit older like that uh, i mean I, I would say like join me in the struggle of trying to trying to parent through this and trying to f- figure out like what what is a god honoring way to um you know to parent our kids in a way that we we live out this verse where we where you know love is not stirred up or awakened in, until it pleases until it's it, until it's time yeah. for that to happen mm-hmm. and it's a it's a difficult thing and i would say particularly with you know, these cellular devices in every kid's hands these days. I mean, they just have access to so much Mm -hmm. and the influences are typically not positive. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even some of the music, I mean, Joe Beth and I have been talking about this recently, but some of the music that is out there, you know, obviously movies that are out there, uh, but then social media and that whole world, it's just a, uh, it's it, it's a world that is not looking to disciple your kids in a biblical way mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. In fact, there it's looking to go in exactly the opposite direction yeah. and to stir like it, it's almost as though the world has become like hypersexualized in a sense. Yeah. And like um you know, wants to stir up or awaken this love and so you know, as Christian parents, I th- I think we've just got to we've got to uh, figure out how to like, you know, parent our kids in a way and I, I didn't mean for this whole episode to like go to parenting but I, I think it's a, no, a, it's a, a, a a pertinent word about not allowing love to stir up or awaken I mean I'd also give a word to young adults I mean just because like you're of age where you could get married tomorrow or or whenever um, there is a there is a, a a process that I think is God honoring that mm. leads towards marriage and, you know, so I think this verse also applies, to, you know, her words to these daughters of Jerusalem that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases, I think is also a pertinent word for those who are kind of looking, you know, at dating relationships or looking to get married at some point that th- there needs to be a, a proper process. And honestly, I mean, the Bible doesn't like map this out for us per se, uh, but we can certainly, we certainly know when we're getting into, um, you know, waters that are not God honoring through our relationships. And so I would say, you know, the, the number one thing is stay close to the Lord. And I think we'll avoid a lot of those, a lot of those, uh, ways that are dishonoring to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. No, I, uh, so, you know, Jenna and I were, we're high school sweethearts. We started dating when we were 16. Nice. And, uh, the, it was like not a, uh, the, the culture I grew up in was a little more of the like Christian, like don't date till you're ready right. to get married. My thing. kids dating goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that far, but, uh, <laughs> but yes. Right. Um, and so it, it was like, uh, it was kind of this process of like, you know, deciding, like debating with my parents or, you know, them working with me on whether or not I could date in high school and all this stuff, which, Mm. you know, um, in retrospect is just like their caution and care for me. 
but this is one of the verses I remember, not my parents using, but um, I remember hearing it in kind of youth group settings of like, don't date in high school or whatever mm -hmm. is this like, don't start up love until it pleases. Right. And I, I do think that there's, you know, I, I think that's like a well-meaning, but probably like under nuanced, like mm. understanding of it. Um, because I think the idea of like love awakening is interesting. And so, and, and I don't have like a deep, you know, theology of what that is and yeah, how yeah. it applies to dating and whatnot. But I do think like you're, you're dead on. There's, there's this idea that, you know, regardless of age or whatever, um, that love is something that kind of stirs and, and like rises up. It like it awakes out of out of us hmm. um, as you know we commit to somebody. And whether that's when you're 16 over like a five year or six year period, like Jen and I did, or whether that's when you're 28 over hmm. like a nine month or a year and a half or a six month period or whatever. Hmm. Um, I think that 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 word of wisdom of you know to to walk with Jesus and to um, remain just close to him and eyes fixed on him. It is kind of like the, the guiding principle there. And, you know, as we kind of close out, I want to look back at verse four. He brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. And, mm -hmm. you know, in Song of Solomon, there are just some of these phrases that stick out that are just so easy, like easier than others to uh, see God right. the gospel and yep. And this is obviously one of those, and, you know, I, I think like sex is one of those things that, and, and just like romance in general, that Christians have since the beginning of the church have just had a very complicated relationship with, mm. where it's either been very like utilitarian and like, right. it's like too much about this like creation mandate like, you know, be fruitful and multiply and, and just to produce babies. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Or it's like overly recreationalized and, and divorced of this like deeper significance. Right. But, you know, all the good things in life that we're given are meant to like reveal something about God mm. to us. And, you know, I think, you know, sex is not like an essential thing, you know, like Paul and Jesus and all, you know, whoever like else that you would want to name. It's not like something that you have to know and experience to like know the heart of God. Right. But if it is something that, you know, you you're married and you get to experience and enjoy, it, it does give you like a unique insight into um, love and into the type of love right. and the strength of love with which, um, God loves his people and we're called to love him and that, you know, like this wife that God has brought us into a feasting house, a banqueting house. Yeah. And that's just an image of pure joy and mm. love. And so that's why, mm. you know, weddings and marriage, uh, they, they actually point to something far deeper than just us having a companion to kind of scrap through life with. But yeah, that's right. it's a little foretaste of, uh, you know, what our eternal truth is, our eternal state is in the kingdom of God. That's right. So for Barrett Fisher, this is Will Carlisle, and we are going to continue on in the steamy waters of Song of Solomon. <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you 
or faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.